Time has come. Execute Order 66. Yes, my lord. Welcome in to episode 66 of the Hoth Hangout podcast. We are here uh, excited to execute podcast episode 66 here today with you, Joey. I uh, hope you all are doing well, having a fantastic day. want to once again welcome you in and remind you that if you're not yet subscribed to the Hoth Hangout channel over on YouTube, definitely check us out there for the video version of every podcast as well as our reactions the newest Star Wars episodes and shows as they go live, including our reaction to the third season uh, Bad Batch trailer recently uploaded over there on YouTube. Definitely check that one out. Additionally, you can contact us via email at hothangout at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts related to Star Wars or otherwise, and we'd love to showcase them here uh, on the podcast, as we will do today from a, from a listener of the podcast. So stay tuned for that as well. Additionally, you can check out the Hoth Hangout podcast anywhere you get your pods, including Spotify and Apple. And if you're listening on, listening on any of those platforms, leave us a five-star review as we would very much appreciate it. And it does also allow others to more easily discover the podcast as well. You can find us on the socials, additionally at TikTok, Instagram, and X at Hoth Hangout on all of those. Um, as we said, today is podcast episode 66. And uh, what better topic for episode 66 than Mr. Palpatine, good old Sheev, Darth Sidious himself is going to be the topic of a lot of our discussion today. And so we would love to tease today's episode with uh, a little bit of a question to all of you listening or watching and simply say, what is your favorite Palpatine moment? And having said that, Joey, good to see you, man. Hope you're doing well. Are you excited for the 66th episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast? Well, yeah, we've been waiting for this one, I think. So whenever we were in the 30s, I remember thinking, oh, eventually we'll hit 66. So we've got to do something special for that episode. And of course, we, we couldn't do anything else rather than talk about our boy, the guy with the best smile in the universe, Palpatine. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a fun conversation. And I, I feel like every podcast that has hit Episode sixty six probably has done the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you really a Star Wars podcast if uh, if you don't do a episode sixty six centered around Order sixty six? <laughs> uh, well, as we said, today's topic is going to be focusing uh, mainly on Palpatine. Although there is a lot of news as well in the Star Wars universe to sort of dive into before we get into um, our Palpatine discussion. First of all, centering around the uh, the Ray movie as it's you know, largely being called within uh, Star Wars circles, the uh, Charmaine Obeyed Shinoi film, which is supposed to be depicting Rey 15 years after the events of the uh, Rise of Skywalker that was announced at Celebration uh, last year. There were reports last week, and pretty much all three of these reports uh, were, were released on January 16th. Uh, so this, of course, uh, we're recording this on the 22nd. It will be available to everyone on the 25th. Uh, but those reports simply saying that the film supposedly starring Daisy Ridley portraying Ray Skywalker um, had been delayed. And that was quickly rebuttaled with another report by separate outlets saying that, no, the film is not delayed and is, and is in fact, beginning production. Um, all that to say that it does appear that after some speculation that maybe the movie was not going to happen last week, 
those reports have for the, for the most part kind of been shut down and silenced and that it seems to be going as planned and also with the update of information that it looks like we're looking at a December 2026 release date. So nearly three years from now, likely after the release of the Mandalorian and Grogu film that we learned about just within the past week or two as well. So, um, you know, a, a little bit of news in that regard that we got the release date of the movie, but also a little bit of a roller coaster at the same time of are we going to get it? Are we not going to get it? Uh, what were your thoughts when you, you know, heard this news and then unheard this news and then heard this news? <laughs> it's funny because the Star Wars fandom will this just salivates whenever there's any little bit of possible news or rumor and I feel like once it's not something from directly from Star Wars for me anyway I normally try to you know stay a little tame like all right well we'll see what happens until we know that it's either going to happen or it's going to actually be canceled or whatever all of this i think that sometimes we just have to take a step back i know with the internet being at what it is people quickly grab onto whatever they they feel is like the actual story and it sounds like this is kind of what happened like i said twitter was kind of in a whirlwind here or x or whatever it is and they were just throwing out all of these thoughts of oh this is why it's happening and you know it's it's going to be indefinite so we have no idea when it's coming out and then like oh no 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 it's december 2026 and you know so and even at the end of all this i'm like all right well we'll see when it happens cuz i for this particular movie i really do see it happening because the way they announced it at celebration with daisy ridley there I think they would go, they would look real, real bad if this didn't happen. So I think they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that this movie uh, is will go to production and eventually be released. Yeah, and I, I will say, for because I think there's a lot of people out there that are very skeptical of this movie, and maybe skeptical is putting it gently. Um, I would just say that, and you and I have talked about this, I would just say that I'm actually kind of excited for it because mm -hmm. I, I think after sort of the letdown that episode nine was, I look at this film in some way as being, you know, redemptive of what was kind of a lackluster story in episode nine and, and sort of, you know, bringing a little bit more fullness to the character of Ray and, and some of the shortcomings of the character that we saw in, in the ninth film. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm excited for this movie, honestly, although, you know, of course we're not going to get it for almost three years from now, but mm -hmm. uh, nonetheless, it I does look like things are progressing smoothly. I think in three years, we'll, it'll go a lot faster than we think. Yeah, Especially that's true. With the amount of Star Wars that we've been getting, I think three years is, is actually not that far away. Yeah. Honestly, that's a great point, too, because it sort of leads into our next piece of news. Because, you know, you and I, when we were planning out podcasts for sort of February, March, April timeline, we're like, okay, like, what do we think we want to do here? Do we want to do a draft episode? Maybe we can rank this and that in this week's episode. Uh, and this is all like assuming that there's not going to be new Star Wars content. And then this, uh, you know, as of today, as we're recording this on January 22nd, we got a cool, cool, cool announcement um, that we're not going to have to wait until perhaps the summertime for more new Star Wars because the third season of The Bad Batch was officially announced uh, via a trailer dropping today. That you and I, by the way, side note, have reacted to uh, and is available on 
uh, the Hot Hangout YouTube channel for those who'd like to check out the four-minute video of our reaction to the trailer. Um, side note, we were also just very pumped watching this. There's a huge thing that happens at the end of the trailer that was uh, definitely a surprise and something that you and I enjoyed. And and having said all that, I didn't mention yet that this is being released on February 21st, less than a month from now. So after planning, like, okay, what are we going to do for this week? What are we going to do for that <laughs> week? It's like, well, we're going to have Bad Batch every week. So we can always fall back on the fact that we're, we can just talk about the newest Bad Batch episode, which is, you know, something that we love doing anyways. So actually, that's how the podcast started, was we were watching uh, Star Wars episodes and talking about them. And we're like, yeah, we should just do this on a weekly basis. So um, episode or uh, February 21st for season three premiere of Bad Batch. Uh, man. What was what was your feeling as we were watching this together just a couple hours ago? It felt it kind of felt a little bit foreign because we hadn't done it in a while. We haven't had to react to anything in since since Ahsoka, really. So it's been a few months since we did anything, but you know, especially something like a trailer or a quick little trailer. We haven't reacted to one of those in a very long time. So to to have done that on you know on the uh, on the YouTube version of. Uh, of of uh, the po the platform here, I think the I think it was just really cool to finally get to do that again, and you know you'll you'll see in the video exactly what we're super excited about. I don't know if we're gonna spoil exactly specifically what it is. Maybe we give a little bit of time for people to watch it. Go watch our video if you if you don't want to know. But the I was just super excited. You even asked me what I was excited for, and I just said the exact thing that is very exciting at the end of that uh, trailer. <laughs> Yeah, I think I worded it as excluding the obvious thing that we're both super pumped for. What what was your most exciting part? And you were like, the thing that we were super pumped for. <laughs> <laughs> I guess a bit of a hint is that there's a character that popped up at the end of the trailer who we were definitely not expecting to see uh, and was and was a bit of a shock, but in the best kind of way. So um, third season, third and final season, I should say, of Bad Batch coming out in less than a month's time. Once again, that's on February 21st. Uh, and Joey and I not only will be doing podcasts where we'll be you know, breaking down and discussing the episodes, but likely also doing reactions as well uh, in separate videos here on the Hoth Hangout YouTube channel. So um, if you're an audio listener and you're interested in checking out some of our reactions to the episodes as they come out, those will also be available on YouTube. And so I do hope that, that we... That is a three episode premiere too yes yes three episodes on the first night which means uh, that's over presumably over an hour of content on the premiere night of uh of the bad batch which puts us at what would that be like roughly february march april like probably close to the beginning of summer for the end mm -hmm. of bad batch like middle of may i want to say somewhere in there um so this is going to span a couple months and Yep. It's just such a good feeling to know that we're not going to have this elongated period of time where it's just like kind of a, a you know thirsting for new Star Wars, and now that we get to have our our uh, palates quenched with some really good Star <laughs> Wars content is is pretty exciting. So um, they did not say, as far as I'm aware, is it 16 episodes or are we speculating I don't, yeah, that it's 16? I mean, it, in the trailer, it didn't say anything, but the past two seasons have been 16 episodes. So right. You could assume that this will also be it being the the final season will also be sixteen, but uh, I haven't seen as much. There may be some reports out there that with the titles already of all the episodes, but I haven't uh, I haven't seen those quite yet. Mm. 
surprise, it's actually 50 episodes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would be uh, not opposed, personally. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, anyways, so the two big pieces of news this week, the Daisy Ridley movie is still a go and in production, or the early stages of production, contrary to some reports out there over the past week, and will be coming out in February of 2020, or excuse me, December of 2026. Um, and the Bad Batch Season 3 trailer was released today, January 22nd, and will be dropping on the premiere February 21st uh, of this year, 2024. So less than a month's time till we get some more Bad Batch. I'm pumped. We also want to showcase a couple of comments from some viewers from last week's episode, as well as take a look at this week's polls that we asked over on X, as well as on the YouTube community tab. And then we do also have one last special thing um, that is one of our um, sort of a viewer voicemail segment, I guess, as we're calling it, that we'll talk about after some of our comments and polls. Uh, first of all, the comment from Spy on Sports talking about last week's episode where we covered all things Dark Plagueis. Uh, Spy on Sports says, favorite Star Wars books in response to our question, what is your favorite Star Wars book? Timothy Zahn's Heir to the Empire series, Heir to the Empire, Dark Force Rising, and Last Command. I'm still angry that this series isn't canonical. Also really enjoyed the Mandalorian armor. Uh, sounds like if you're not a fan of the prequels, oh, this is a separate comment uh, in response to what we said about Darth Plagueis being a very politically influenced novel. Uh, sounds like if you're not a fan of the prequels and the politics of Star Wars, you should avoid this book like the plague is. <laughs> I liked that. I liked that one especially. Like the dad jokes. <laughs> I've actually never read the, and I need to, I, I feel like a fake Thrawn fan having, you know, read the the newer Zon novel and not read any of the original ah. the the uh, original trilogy heir to the empire dark force rising and last command so i gotta i gotta put that on the list and um have, have you by chance read any of those three books joey i have not the the only one i've read from legends you would be dark plagueis hmm. which we read we finished last right week. yeah so my brother my one of my my brother who really likes star wars Pushed air to the Empire on me for a long time ago, so I probably should come through for him and finally read it. Hey, if we do, uh, for our next book episode, our next book review episode, Air to the Empire, maybe yeah, as maybe like a awesome. Ahsoka preseason two thing. Ah. Uh, well, thank you to Spy on Sports for for that comment, and and as well, the plague is pun was was pretty great too. <laughs> um, Vesuvi with a comment here as well. Uh, many thanks to Ben and Joey. Since you asked, George Lucas never considered the expanded universe as canonical. He always saw them as separate. Readers made the assumption that they were canon, and that's unfortunate as they invested so many feelings into inaccurate notion, but life is filled with stuff like that. I listened to the Darth Plagueis audiobook close to 12 years ago. Nice to be reminded of some of the points you discussed. Since you asked for my favorite novel set in the galaxy far, far away, it's probably Dark Disciple. I actually have that right here on my desk. Where'd it go? Right here. Because we were talking about it earlier. Uh, by Ooh. Christy Golden. <laughs> Since y'all discussed it, I say Star Wars What If series would be so much fun if it's the same quality as Marvel What If. Um, so first of all, Dark Disciple, uh, the the book that Aunt Vesuvi is referencing here. I've actually still not read this one. It's been on my... I think I have this problem, Joey. I love purchasing books, and I love God. thinking about, like, oh, yeah. I really need to read this. Like, I've got... Mm-hmm. Actually, to be fair, I've read two of the four that are on my desk over here. Um, but this is one of the two that I haven't read, and I, I really need to. So, I think that's I, the, I ha- the, that's the uh, the sin that we all do as book readers. We 
there's yeah. a new shiny book that you want to read, so you buy it, but then you have to look at your stack, your backlog of you know 58 books that you haven't read yet. Crazy. And uh, you got you got to just plow through them at some point. Right now in my living room, I literally have a stack of like seven or eight books on my little coffee table, <laughs> and read none of them. Uh, in here, yeah. <laughs> I've got a, st a stack of four. I've read two of them. I've got like six more on the bookshelf back there. I've yeah. read like one of them. You know, it's a problem. Uh, well, thank you to Avasuvi, and we appreciate you as always. Much love to you. Uh, and a couple of our polls for from last week's question that we posed to uh, people listening and watching the podcast was simply, do you read Star Wars books? Over on X, the predominant response was uh, yes, by far at 83% of the votes, compared to only 16.7% for no. And then over on the YouTube community tab, it was a little bit of a, a closer call in regards to yes and no, but still the yeses had it at 62% of the votes compared to just 38% uh, at, at with the no response. So it uh, seems like more people, at least amongst those who listen to the Hoth Hangout podcast, um, tend to be book readers of Star Wars content. So again, just reiterating the fact that I, I need to delve more into these ones that I've been... <laughs> putting off for for too long so well um having gone through these comments having gone through the news and and just kind of touch base at the beginning of the podcast that leaves us with one last thing before we get into the bulk of this week's episode with our palpatine discussion and that is a uh, sort of a an audio recording that we received from a listener um at rural at a rural farm boy over on twitter or x uh, rural farm boy is someone who's been a longtime listener of the podcast i want to say rural farm boy is an audio only listener of the podcast as far as i'm aware um but having said that he comments pretty much weekly uh on some of the stuff we post over on x uh and not just on our podcast but rural farm boy tends to be a listener of, and connoisseur i might say of many many star wars podcasts out there and um has made it part of kind of his his mission as a Star Wars fan to be a member of the Star Wars podcasting community. And so um, really cool guy. And he's actually left us a voicemail. We're going to share a uh, part of that voicemail here on the episode. And so uh, take a listen into this sort of voice memo that was sent to us via Rural Farm Boy. I'll do then, Joey. This is your Star Wars Twitterverse listener, follower, friend, Rural Farm Boy. Or as Star Wars podcasters have kind of Shorten my handle down to RFB. Oh, this has been a long time coming for me. I've been getting in my own way and been wanting to send you a voicemail message. It's my preferred way to talk back and forth with all the Star Wars podcasts that I listen to. This past Thursday's, I want to say it was episode 65, which would make this appropriate that I've sent my first message for your next episode, 66, which... This number is a special one to me. That's the year I was born. I'm an original generation fan. Mm -hmm. But in listening to episode 65, Ben had put up the question wondering in your reviews of both Ben and Joey's Darth Plagueis novel. Back around 2012 and before that, how to make sense of Star Wars canon at that time before it became the canon that we, we now have which is one that I, I myself, in my own opinion, prefer. What was considered canon before 2012 to George Lucas were the six Star Wars films and Star Wars Clone Wars. Everything else aside of that weren't 
considered official canon. It was what used to be called the expanded universe, which no longer exists. There's just canon. There's not extended canon. There's not extended universe. We have canon now. It's either canon or ain't. And what ain't included in canon is considered legends. That's how canon worked back then, as I've understood it for the many years I've been a Star Wars fan. So I hope that's a help and looking forward to what next episodes of Hoth Hangout Yins will be talking about and grateful for the company. I'm an audio listener. I don't really keep up with Star Wars YouTube very much. I have a very select few and I'm grateful for what Yins two boys have done for over the past year that you've been putting your podcast out. I'm grateful for the company. Looking forward to more and having some long form back and forth with Yins as I send messages and listen to your replies on the next episode. So may the force be with you both. Look forward to seeing you on the radio. And as an Imperial supporter, former member of the 501st, I am obligated to say, long live the Empire. <laughs> I didn't know he was a, he was a long live the Empire kind of guy. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that was a plot twist at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we want to say a big thank you to Rural Farm Boy, RFB, uh, as as he's known, uh, for leaving us the message about, you know, Star Wars uh, canonicity, I guess is the word I will use. But but also just for sharing with us kind of, you know, I mentioned, of course, 66 being special because that was the year he's born. And so um, I guess that would mean like going into New Hope or at the time, I guess it would have just been the Star Wars. Uh, he maybe he saw the film as an 11 year old i i yeah, just that's awesome I, i'm envious of that experience i wish i had that <laughs> yes um, thank you rfb for that yeah that was just really cool to it's it's one thing to you know read messages but to actually hear a voice behind it is it's, it's yeah a little different you know it's a little harder yeah i would totally agree rural farm boy is someone who we've, we've kind of interacted with over on on twitter for gosh the past at least six seven eight nine months or something like that um, so like you said, it, it's really cool to put a voice to the, to the name and, uh, kind of have him here with us on the podcast for a couple minutes in, in, uh, MP3 form to, uh, share some thoughts with us on, on the state of Star Wars and kind of as it relates to Canon. And I think I did say something, this is also in regards to Aunt Vesuvi's comment. Um, I think I mentioned that maybe Canon in our last week episode, I mentioned that Canon prior to the Disney acquisition included expanded universe. That definitely is not true. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like um, it's not true, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and now I guess it, it sounded it was more it was more something fan built to that you know. Oh well, there right. are these books, so obviously this must be part. Sure, sure, yeah. But yeah, like like RFB said, from the perspective of Lucas, it was always just in terms of canon. It was the films and and Clone Wars. So, um, we want to say a special thank you to all all our you know comments that we got this week, and and a special thank you to RFB for. Of submitting that that voice memo to us we really do appreciate it and uh look forward to hearing more uh from you in the future hopefully too so uh, and as another reminder anyone is always welcome to send us a voice memo like that to uh, via email hothangout at gmail.com is where you can reach us all right joey the time has come it is of course episode 66 talking all things palpatine uh i will begin things by simply saying i love democracy um <laughs> and Palpatine is 
I'm not sure the best uh, example of what it means to be the leader of a of a democracy, but having said that, he is nonetheless the emperor of the Galactic Empire for uh, upwards of, I believe, 23 years. But of course, before he was ever the emperor, he was just a simple, uh, you know, kid on Naboo, good old Sheev. We we got to see kind of this, you know, early part of his life a lot um, when you and I read the book last week, Darth Plagueis, and sort of see the early stages of his turn to the dark side, which it kind of sounds like he was already headed down that path anyways mm -hmm. when Plagueis found him, and then Plagueis just kind of pushed him a little further down the path. So Yeah, nice little sh shoulder nudge right into yeah. the dark side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, less of a push and more of just like a, <laughs> you know, kick him down the path to the dark side. Um, Palpatine, as he eventually became known, he dropped the first name, I've I've understood it that he dropped his first name kind of as a spite towards his parents, mm -hmm. whom he did not get along with, particularly his father, as we saw uh, in, in the dark, yeah, I guess, who, novel. He, who, spoiler alert, he ends up killing all of his family, <laughs> which yeah. I had no idea. Again, you know, Plagueis, Darth Plagueis novel not necessarily being canon, I, I guess, right? Right. Um, but Or not being canon at all. But you know, it's some um, you know th these are the stories that we'll go go over now because that's what we have given to us. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, it, it sets the stage though for you know. I, I think it's easy to look at him in the context of the original trilogy, and and even in the context of uh, less so in the context of the prequels because you do actually see him kind of kill kill some Jedi in the prequels. Um, mm -hmm. But in the context of the original trilogy, you really never see him. I guess, do anything truly evil other than obviously manipulate the entire situation. He doesn't like, I guess when he's, you know, electrocuting Luke. But what I'm trying to say is th <laughs> this... <laughs> just a little this, small thing. Just a small thing, yeah. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is the background of the character, you begin to understand more just how bad this guy is when you understand that he literally killed his family, as you said. Mm -hmm. uh, and he really... You know, didn't feel remorseful or regretful about it. It was just kind of something he did on his road uh, for for power and his his quest and his hunger for the dark side. Uh, and so shortly thereafter, he is taken under the wing of uh, Hugo de, Hugo Damask, who we who he knows, uh, you know, his Sith name to be Darth Plagueis, and he's trained in the dark side uh, by Plagueis and Plagueis, who kind of had this fascination with midi chlorians, which maybe we can talk about a little bit more at some point in today's episode. Um, who understandably did or did not teach Palpatine a lot of what he knew. It's kind of unclear as, as to exactly how much Palpatine, you know, was was taught by Plagueis in, in that regard. But um, Palpatine, after kind of, you know, something happens to Plagueis that renders him more vulnerable than he would be otherwise, uh, Palpatine eventually capitalizes on an opportunity to betray his master and asserts himself as the dark lord of the sith and not the apprentice of of plagueis so um that is kind of the early life of sheev all condensed into whatever that was five minutes but um <laughs> just a, as sort of like a recap from last week's episode which by the way if you want to hear joey and i's more in-depth thoughts on kind of that period of palpatine's life we talk a lot more about it in episode 65 last week's episode of the podcast um but just to kind of you know, tie that all together and also recap last week's episode at the same time for those that didn't get to listen to it. 
Um, what were your general thoughts on this period of of Palpatine's life as it pertains to sort of his journey towards the dark side? Bad, bad guys are bad. <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's interesting to learn when they became bad. It's like, remember I was talking about how I like watching bad movies because I like the moment, I, I like finding that moment when it's just way too much. Like this is, oh, by the way, we need to talk about Rebel Moon later at some point. But um, <laughs> I don't know if you had watched that yet. Um, no, but I haven't, we, I haven't. We need oh, to. okay. Okay, that's that's a that's a discussion for later. I liked seeing Palpatine early on because I was wondering, you know, was he always just kind of this bad person? And to find out that early on he had basically killed his family. So, yeah, in in this case, yeah, bad people be bad and th- there's something interesting something to the idea that, you know, those villains out there in, in the Star Wars, in Star Wars like this, you know, when you have this terrible emperor, that it started from very early on. So it's almost like, well, at least he didn't turn to it. When you got someone like Anakin, who kind, who wasn't like that, who was, you know, supposed to be good, he was supposed to be kind of the savior, but he ends up turning on everyone. So, you know, it's just interesting seeing the, you know, the 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 development of these types of characters. And when they became quote unquote bad, you know, so uh, that was probably the biggest takeaway that I got from the Darth Plagueis book. And, you know, just to see that early on, like, oh, early on, yeah, he was kind of, he was kind of wild and he was kind of not, you know, not a good guy early on. So it makes sense here. Yeah. I'm looking here at, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you're, you're looking at kind of this, uh, I believe it's a Phantom Menace picture Mm. of Palpatine. Um, there's this really great moment at the end of episode one where uh, Palpatine has just, uh, or excuse me, Darth Maul has just been killed by Obi-Wan. And so um, there's this scene where Qui-Gon Jinn's, uh, well, killed, quote unquote, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn's body is being burned and, you know, they're all present and there's this meeting with Mace Windu and Yoda at the, uh, at sort of the ceremonial burning of Qui-Gon's body. And, and there's this conversation being had, which one was killed, the master or the apprentice? Uh, and it's ironic because the camera pans, of course, to Palpatine. And, and obviously we know at that point that he's, you know, Darth Sidious. But um, what comes into even more context, and we said this in last week's episode as well, at that moment, he, he had so uh, recently become the dark lord of the sith like it was only days prior that plagueis was alive and he was the apprentice of of right. uh, plagueis so you know just just kind of to add to the irony of that scene where it pans to him not only is he like the master who they're referring to who has not been killed uh, but he recently was the apprentice so there's even a little bit more irony in that scene that, right. that maybe if you haven't read the darth plagueis novel you may not actually realize so um, I guess kind of transitioning to the next phase of, of Palpatine's life, he's, he's nominated to become a Supreme Chancellor of the Republic. He ultimately succeeds Chancellor Valorum uh, in obtaining that role. And it's actually, I believe, on the night uh, he's nominated or the night before he's made Supreme Chancellor. Isn't that right? Where mm-hmm. he, he slays his Master Plagueis. And so... 
Um, this is just, of course, an early step in his plan to becoming the the emperor that we that we know him to be in the original trilogy. And so, um, all that being said, I wanted to mention something when we started talking about him uh, prior to the early years section. Um, did you know that George Lucas based Emperor Palpatine on dictators that included Caesar, Hitler, Stalin, and Napoleon? And trivia time. Are you ready for this? Okay. Which which U.S. president did George Lucas oh. also base Palpatine on? Oh gosh. I, uh, Trump wasn't around yet, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, who I'll give it? you a hint. This president okay. is is kind of he kind of went out on a bad note for doing something oh, that was scummy. Nixon. Yes. <laughs> a little Nixon action? Nice. Yeah. George Lucas is is quoted saying that a lot of the inspiration for the character of Emperor Palpatine was wow. Richard Nixon. So, fun fact. Um, so, yeah, moving into, the, I guess, the next phase of uh, Palpatine's life. Palpatine, the politician, so to speak. Um, I want to I touch on kind of the, the double nature mm-hmm. aspect. Uh, because I think that's also something that gets overlooked in in that during the entire prequel series, like he's still Darth Sidious, obviously. He's leading this double life. Um, you know, that's something that I, I don't know. How do you how do you feel about that period of of Palpatine's life and that when he's coaxing Anakin slowly and slowly to becoming more of the dark side? This is of course all part of his plan. Um, is this period of Palpatine's life something you would be more interested in seeing kind of more content in or if you had to pick a period would it be something earlier like when he's in the early years with Plagueis mm-hmm. well I think we got a good some good exposure now to what he was like you know Phantom Menace time and um, going into where he becomes uh, the you know Supreme Chancellor so I, th- I think there's a good amount of that I mean I really did enjoy the whole our, the whole storyline, you know, with Darth, Darth Plagueis and where he was. But again, that's not considered canon anymore. So I would love to see where they would go with that. You know, so we, to, to see him kind of lead this double life was, because, you know, I think about it, you know, when, when the prequels came out, I mean, obviously we had known, you know, that there are, you know, the Emperor is going to be this, this Chancellor, you know, there's, you know, the, just like we knew Anakin was going to become Vader. I wonder the people who had just, you know, and maybe this is a good question for you even, the people who hadn't watched any Star Wars going into this had no idea who he was, you know, coming to the realization, because that, 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 that is the other reveal was that Palpatine was the Emperor, you know. It may not be as shocking, you know, but... There were people I remember watching like videos of kids like not realizing that Anakin was Vader, you know. So, you know, with this one, you know, this is a this is quite another one of you know this kind of older, fatherly like, you know, figure to Anakin, you know, mentor, but also you know pulling the strings and like you said, slowly pushing Anakin a certain way, and you could see it how how well he manipulates him throughout the the prequels. Um, I think just seeing that double life and in, in, in essentially, cause you know, one scene you would see him in the Senate, the next you see him with Darth Maul, you know, and you're just like, Whoa, what is, 
you know, the, what kind of life is this guy living? Who 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 is he? So I, I think that it's pretty fleshed out right now as far as his role as you know playing this double agent doing the doing double duty here in order to become the emperor at the end of it all i so i i think it's i think we've got a lot of good content there if, if it were up to me yeah i would i would definitely want to m- more about darth plagueis how they had trained how he had trained with him because like you said and I, I know we already kind of passed this subject but what did he really learn from plagueis you know it, it didn't seem like it was a lot of you know, maybe there was the manipulation side of it of, you know, this is how we're going to play everyone. Maybe that's more of the lesson. But as far as the Sith powers, the, you know, the bad, the bad guy, Juju, you know, like he it didn't feel like he learned a lot from him in that sense. But maybe it was more of the manipulation side. According to the book, maybe that's, maybe we could see that if it was a, uh, something more canon that uh, we could see a little bit of more of that training of him becoming a Sith. And so I think that's where I would want to see a little bit more of the story for Palpatine. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because I'm pretty sure there is a Star Wars comic where it's heavily implied that he's the... This is the reason I kind of brought up the midi-chlorian thing earlier with the Plagueis talk. It's heavily implied that he may have been the one responsible for creating Anakin. Um... And so there's mm-hmm. there there's you know one of the most like untalked about things in Star Wars, which it's so funny to me that there's not like Disney has never given a canon explanation for this. Before the acquisition of Disney, it was heavily implied that Anakin was a creation of either Plagueis or maybe Palpatine, but like you know the Force created Anakin essentially, um, and it's never really even been touched by Disney as trying to explain it. So the scene in episode one where Shmi is like, you know, there was no father. I carried him. I gave birth to him. Mm-hmm. You're you're kind of just left thinking, uh, what? <laughs> like, how does right. that happen? So it, it, there's this comic that was released. I want to say it was a Vader comic where I think he's having sort of like a nightmare in a in a mm-hmm. dream. And he sees Palpatine sort of around his mother, Shmi, sort of, you know, Hinting, and maybe fans took this to mean something it didn't mean, that he was responsible for the creation of Anakin. But nonetheless, uh, definitely not something that's been confirmed uh, as canon or by Disney. So, But there are many out there who think that you know Palpatine may have been responsible uh, for, for the creation of Anakin Skywalker. So nonetheless, uh, side note before we do transition to sort of the, um, the original era of star wars the 77 through 83 era if you type in most powerful sith of all time into your google search guess what comes up our city emperor the emperor (laughs) uh and and the last thing i'll say about prequel era palpatine and this is maybe a question i'll i'll pose to you as well joey this is probably my favorite era of palpatine particularly uh as it relates to clone wars I love getting to see Palpatine in the in the Clone Wars show, and I I think it's it's cool to because you get to see him you know fight in the the scene in the, against the three Jedi Masters and Mace Windu, uh, but you know it's pretty limited scene, not like as much fighting as you would like to see. So you know to get to see him actually lightsaber duel some people in the Clone Wars is is part of the reason that's maybe part of my uh one of my favorite era of Palpatine. I should say. Do, do you have a favorite Palpatine era? Um, 
gosh. I mean, the just how he was as the emperor throughout, you know, the original trilogy, where at first you didn't really see, well, you didn't see him at all, and then all of a sudden you see him and you see how kind of bad he is and how he looks so scary and I remember watching vividly watching those movies just being frightened of this being who you weren't even quite sure was human and you know with the electricity coming on the fingers I mean that you know for for a for a young child it's kind of traumatizing I'm 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 thinking about how <laughs> scary that could be you know now but to to be able to uh to embody such evil to the mm. point where they they shoot lightning out of their out of their hands i think is it's just a you know so i i think that is the era that i i specifically remember the emperor who i remember palpatine didn't even think he had a name i thought he was just the emperor and i think this is probably a good way to start into the next uh segment of you know emperor Pal- palpatine Yes. So, I, I mean, after the fall of the Republic, you really get to witness kind of his grand plan of the fall of the Jedi coming to fruition. And and it's worth noting, because I was going to ask you this, too. Uh, Empire was the first movie you ever saw in theaters, right? No, Jedi. Or was it Return was. of the Return Jedi? Jedi oh, Return of the Return Jedi. Of Jedi was. Yes. So, so at that point, you, you got to see, like, Ian McDermott's Sidious. But for those that may not know... Uh, there was a original version of the Emperor um, that if you go to Disney Plus and watch The Empire Strikes Back, you would not see this original version because the version that exists in DVD format and Disney Plus format uh, is Ian McDermott. And if you're watching the video version of the podcast, you can kind of see the original versus uh, what's current, what you would currently see if you were to watch the Disney Plus version, for example. Um, the original emperor was actually played by uh, a woman named Marjorie Eaton wearing a mask. So if you've ever seen the original version of Empire, that's why the Empire's eye looks like it's almost like protruding out of his face. Uh, it looks very, very odd. And even the voice for the emperor was was dubbed over later on by Ian McDermott for the re-release as well. The original voice actor for the emperor was Clive Reville. Uh, so I, I do actually have a memory because we owned the VHS, uh, mm-hmm. the VHS copies of the original trilogy when I was young. And I remember this being the emperor that I first ever saw. And I was like, what is wrong with that dude's <laughs> face? And then being a little bit confused in Return of the Jedi when his face is not quite that messed up. Mm-hmm. Um but maybe I don't know. Maybe when he was shocking Mace Windu with all that lightning, that's uh, something happened to his eye in the process. I don't yeah, know. His but... eye popped out a little bit. Imagine that <laughs> if that would, if that made it into uh, Revenge of the Sith, where he's shocking Mace out of the window, well, out of the window, <laughs> the window, <laughs> shocking, shocking uh, Mace Windu out of the window. We love unintentional puns. Yeah, I, I, oh, I'm gosh. such a dad. I didn't even mean to, you know. Um, <laughs> imagine during that whole scene, his eye actually pops out to what we see in the original version of Empire Strikes Back. That actually would have been a kind of a cool callback if they did that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be something. Um, <laughs> I, that'd be gross for sure. <laughs> uh, but but to relate back to what you said about your favorite version of the Emperor of Darth Sidious, 
Um, I, I think a lot of people would resonate you in the fact that that is for them when they think of Sidious, you know, it's episode six, it's throne room, it's the fight against Luke, it's the electrocuting him. Like that is the scene that so many, like for so many, that is what Sidious is kind of that embodiment of evil attempting to turn Luke to the dark, just like he turned Anakin. And when he failed in that saying, so be it. Jedi, and then you know, seeking to just do away with him if he's not going to join what, him. What a good line! Yeah, yeah. Line. So, so be it, Jedi. I was looking at a, I don't know if it was like a Screen Rant article before we were recording, um, about like some of the best Sidious lines. I've already used, I think, two, maybe, <laughs> maybe three. I haven't made a, I haven't asked you a question yet, Joey. Which question this is, is that? This is such a reused joke because I used it in last week's episode. But have you ever heard the tragedy of mm. Darth Plagueis the Wise? Oh, I've not. Well, I have now. I actually have. <laughs> you have. You have now heard the story. Yes. <laughs> uh, but anyways, yeah, we're gonna see how many more Palpatine lines we can fit into uh, fit into this episode. But but I mean, the, the, a, a big a big one is executing Order sixty six. You know that's that true. is. That is probably, you know, behind, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a original trilogy guy, right? So that's my emperor, but that was pretty cold. <laughs> that whole, <laughs> that what happened there and the, all the events that followed order 66. I mean, we have shows now that are still talking about order 66, you know, mm. we're, you know, the, the Kenobi, the Kenobi, uh, series had some order 66 stuff in there. And, uh, you know, the Clone Wars season seven, you know, had I, you know, where was Ahsoka when all this was happening? So we're still seeing the ramifications and, and all of the events that caught that went that happened because of Order 66. So and all from who? Palpy. Uh, Emperor Palpy. Palpy. So. Um, speaking of, of Palpatine as well, rank these three Star Wars characters in order of most fun to do a voice impression of. Okay. Palpatine, yep. Jar Jar Binks, Yoda, uh, and Yoda. Oh, yeah. In, oh, so Yoda's number one. I mean, he's got to be because it's all all over. You know, it's, well, it's a very, it's actually very structured, right? Mm -hmm. But it's very, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of on its own. I think I would go. I think I would go Yoda, Palpatine, and then Jar Jar. Because okay. Okay. I don't know, just, just, just with Palpatine to do it, just that one alone. <laughs> is is just it's just so easy and you know exact anybody can say that those two words together in that tone and you know exactly who who they're referring to yeah okay Do i like i like those rankings what about you oh i i love all three so much i i think jar jar binks is the one that i relish doing the most but i think palpatine might be the one that i'm the best at so take mm -hmm. that with whatever whatever you may. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I was just really quickly going to talk about Palpatine's role in Star Wars. Um, I think any good storytelling, the uh, you know aside from Palpatine, any good storytelling, whether it's Star Wars or anything, um, I I think your villain, uh, in, in Star Wars case, Darth Vader mainly needs to be someone that is in some way you know, has turned from something pure to evil or in some way, you know, sees the light and changes their ways. Um, Vader is both of that, but 
I will say as it relates to Palpatine, I think what elevates the status of those characters in science fiction, fantasy, whatever genre you want to say, I think when you have a, whether it's someone who's above the other main antagonist or someone who's, you know, more powerful, whatever it may be, I think when you have a pure evil, it makes the character who is the redeemable evil character even better because mm. it, it A, gives them something, at depending on what point in the story you're in, it gives them something to, uh, that that character is sort of like aspiring to in their evil, or something that in their aspiration towards, they realize that's not what I want to be. Right. Uh, and so I think really what Palpatine is to Star Wars is kind of like what, I don't know if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, but like what Sauron is to mm, Lord yeah, of the yeah. Rings, um, or what or what Voldemort is to Harry Potter, I guess. Um, and that, well, I guess, so, anyways, I'm getting lost in the analogy. My point is that kind of Palpatine serves this point of being kind of this far, uh, far spectrum of just pure evil. Right. Whereas Vader is evil, but he is redeemable evil. And in his, you know, quality of still being able to be redeemed, um, having having Palpatine there as that source of pure evil kind of allows us to look at Vader, look at Palpatine and say, like, that's what he could be, but he chooses to be this instead and save his son. So um, I, I thought it's worth mentioning in terms of kind of the overall scheme of how, especially Return of the Jedi, because I know that's your favorite movie. Um, so Palpatine, pure evil. <laughs> <laughs> do it <laughs> Thank that, you, i i hope that came, i hope that came through on the end for for all the listeners to in case it did it for whatever reason gibbo just played the the do it sound uh in the background thank, thank you gibbo <laughs> um the last thing i'll say about this era of emperor palpatine is this is also kind of the era that what used to be expanded universe before the acquisition of disney not canon um, what used to be expanded universe is out of the era that I would like to see more of Palpatine in as well. Kind of, you know, how he, for those that don't know, in expanded universe, Palpatine makes clones of himself and Luke has to fight the Palpatine clones. And I think a lot of that was also probably inspiration for the last era of Palpatine that we're going to talk about, the sequel era. Um, so I, I think it'd be fun worth exploring that era. I don't think it's something we're going to get be completely honest but i i know that a lot of people love those novels with with mm -hmm. luke and mara jade and and palpatine kind of during that uh post return of the jedi during the 80s when we were getting all those great novels right. so I'd, I'd like to see more of him in that era yeah. personally yeah one last thing i wanted to mention about this era as well is and i know we've come far you know a long way since you know, the Emperor that we saw in Return of the Jedi. You know, we, we would get a lot more of who he was and how he did what he did, how he manipulated in the universe, essentially. But I look back at the end of the Emperor at the end of Return of the Jedi now, and I'm like, that's all that it took to take him out? Like, just pick him up and toss him <laughs> down a, mm -hmm. you know? And... You know, so that kind of feels a little cheap now. You know, when when something when you know you know when you talk about things if they hold up well, for me that part doesn't really hold up as well as I would like it to, because you've seen him defeat Jedi, you've seen him, um, 
you know, manipulate, like I said, the entire, the entire universe. You, you've seen him do all these things. And I know this was the story about Vader's redemption at, at the end of it, right? That's, that's the whole point. But the way he went out at the end, he's picked up and he's still shooting the lightning in the air. Not, doesn't have the, you know, the wherewithal to maybe turn and, you know, maybe shoot it at, at Vader, you know? So, you know, I hate to be that guy, but partially I'm like, well, you know, of course, when I'm a kid and I'm watching this, I'm like, yeah, get him, Vader, you know. But now when I look back at at that particular scene, I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I guess, I guess that's that's how he went out. And and it almost, you know, and I think, again, this is a, a good way to to transition to the next, uh, you know, segment of his of his reign, of his his appearances in Star Wars, where you go into this. You know, he just gets thrown thrown down a shaft, and then all of a sudden to appear, <laughs> you know, how many years later in Rise of Skywalker. So I think that is probably the most jarring and the most confusing. And there's just a lot that has happened in between those time periods. Now, there there were hints of, you know, him cloning himself and all of this in the books, in the Aftermath books, in... Um, I think the one of the Battlefront games, um, Battlefront Two. So there, there, there were hints here and there. But if you hadn't caught up with those things, you might not even know that this was even going to be a possibility going into the sequel trilogy. And um, as you could probably sense by my tone, not my favorite Emperor <laughs> Palpatine by any means. Somehow, Palpatine has returned. <laughs> <laughs> that is what we in in the show notes. That's what we we name this particular uh, time period of uh, Palpatine. So, um, so yeah, you know, to see where he was to come up to this, I think it was a lot of hype going into Rise of Skywalker. I mentioned before, I was at I was at Celebration in 2019 when they showed the trailer when Ian McDermott came on, you know, or, you know, was on stage at the end of the trailer when you know, if you remember the trailer, you know, you hear. Palpatine's cackle at the end, laugh at the end of the uh, the the trailer there. So I was in the room when everyone kind of exploded and there was all this excitement and all this. But then we quickly walk away from our our seats, go back to the show, and we're thinking, "Wait, what? <laughs> like how did how did how did he come back? You know, what's all this about?" And of course, all the the hype goes. You know, the hype from the the show uh the uh, Star Wars celebration kind of goes away and you just kind of wait for the movie to come out and for me again not my favorite palpatine but i mean we you know as this is the episode 66 um discussion on palpatine we do have to bring this part up i mean what were your thoughts when well one what were your thoughts when you saw that palpatine was back you know in the trailer and then mm-hmm. going into, you know, how was he pro- portrayed in The Rise of Skywalker? Right. So initially, it, for those that remember the trailer for Rise of Skywalker, there's this segment where these voices are talking to Kylo Ren. And it's the Emperor, and if I'm not mistaken, Snoke, and then definitely Vader. Um, and the the line is, you know, I have been every voice. I think it's Palpatine who says that. Snoke says, you have ever heard, uh, then Darth Vader says, inside your head. And then, you know, so my initial thought was, well, maybe this is like something else that's not Palpatine that's using this memory of him 
to get to Kylo Ren was my immediate thought. When I realized whether it was by the end of the trailer or after I saw the movie, when like this is Palpatine, I, I, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people felt this way. I feel like it takes away from the original trilogy Mm -hmm. um, in the sense that, you know, Vader's throwing the Emperor down that shaft. uh, While it might be silly looking and we might say, you know, well, why is the Emperor not just like struggle to get down or like throw himself off there with the force? Um, it's it's incredibly symbolic as as it in regards to the the path that Vader takes to towards redemption. You know, the destroying of the ultimate evil, the conquering of his master who is, you know, misusing him and mistreating him for the benefit of his own and and kind of in spite of the relationship that he could have had with his son if it weren't for the way that Sidious has taken advantage of him. And so um that is a huge thing of why that throne room scene is so great is because it's it's vader's redemption like killing the emperor you know he he vader anakin was the chosen one is the chosen one and so whatever you know whatever you think bringing balance to the force means you know in 1983 i think anyone if you asked who saw that movie it's like oh he brought balance to the force he killed the emperor and then, you know, to have this movie announced in the trailer, it's like Palpatine is in this. It's like, well, what was the <laughs> what was the sacrifice for then? Like, mm-hmm. why, you know, and, and actually, I think I don't know if this is like Disney canon or not. I was reading an article that said this. And and to be completely honest, I wasn't even aware this was the case. It, the article said that the Palpatine we see in episode nine is Palpatine's like Sith spirit in one of his Palpatine clones, mm. uh, which I was not aware of that. And I, again, I don't even mm-hmm. know if that's technically canon. Um, but in regards to whether it's true or not, I, I still don't think it. I still think either way, it takes away from some of the sacrifice that if if Palpatine and I know that that's like you know expanded universe originally where he could like clone himself and Luke right. had to fight the clones. I think when you're talking about the core story of Star Wars and the films and what it meant for Vader to kill the Emperor and sacrifice himself for Luke, I I think it does a disservice to the story of Anakin and to the story of Vader um, bringing him back. Sorry, that was really long-winded answer to your (laughs) question, but um, I, I think there's a way to do this, bring him back, and I don't think episode nine did it well. I don't think episode right. nine did many things well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah. And this falls in that category. So um, I, I I really hope we don't get any mention of him in the right. in the new Ray movie that's coming out three years from now. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to mention that is that Ray is a descendant <laughs> of. Yeah. Palpatine. It's just like you just dug yourself a hole, Disney. Yeah. And now what are you going to do with the new Ray movie? Right, yeah. So it was just no. She's Ray Skywalker. Remember? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. So to 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 have seen that. Ha- I mean, oh, yeah, you're right. I, the, the 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 service you you give you provide now or that you've kind of laid upon Return of the Jedi now is kind of irreversible now, right? It's you've put it into a place where. 
you know, like how do you how do you have both of these things, right? Where you have Anakin, the chosen one, you know, bringing balance to the Force, uh, but the way he does it is by you know destroying the Emperor, who shows up, you know, thirty years later or whatever it is, in Rise of Skywalker. So I, you know, yeah. When you bring it up, when you bring up that point to me, yeah, it it even gives us, and it's it's too bad because here's the thing, you know, here's us. I don't know if we want to call it a celebration of Sheev Palpatine for this episode, but kind of, right? You know, we're talking mm-hmm. about him, sure. And this very much reminds, you know, I like the sports analogies, Ben. So this very much reminds me of my guy Michael Jordan coming back. <laughs> To the Washington Wizards. Like, like, what are you doing? You're too old for this. Just retire. I, I, I remember when you hit the shot against the Jazz. Can I just remember you for that? No. Now I got to see an, an older, slower Jordan in a blue uniform. Um, and by the way, now Palpatine's in a red uniform, if you guys didn't see. So, um, you, you know, you just see it, it just doesn't make sense. Your brain isn't able to comprehend, you know? So as much as I try to always look for the positive things in Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, like you said, did a lot of bad, um, bad things to it. Um, so again, as you could probably tell, not my favorite, um, era of Palpatine, but an era nonetheless that we absolutely had to at least mention here on the episode. Yeah, yeah. And I hate to, like, I don't want to belabor the point of just, like, kind of talking, <laughs> talking down on episode nine, but, but it is worth mentioning what we just, just discussed. Like, how does this play into what they decide to do for all the future post-episode nine films? Mm-hmm. Like, are you just going to completely ignore the fact that Ray? Which, by the way, we haven't talked about this at all. Like, where's Palpatine's, you know, person who he had a child with? Where's mm-hmm. Palpatine's mm-hmm. son slash daughter? We don't even really know. I, I think in the, I think in the um, expanded commentary on the film, I believe it does say it was his son. Mm-hmm. And I read this in an article too, so this is not. Don't take this with, t- take it with a grain of salt. I guess I'll, I'll say that. I, I I read that his son was a uh, unaltered clone of him who had no force powers. Oh. Unnamed, gave no name, still it could could very well just not be true. Boba uh, Palpatine? Boba Palpatine, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it sounds like the name of uh like a drink during like a May the 5th <laughs> special or May the 4th special at like your local local boba shop or something like that. Boba oh, Palpatine. Yeah. The boba balls are shaped like Death Stars. <laughs> oh, now you're, now you're yeah. talking. Now we need to open a boba store. No one steal that <laughs> idea. Patent pending. Anyways, yeah. Pal- Palpatine is a character that this just has given so much to Star Wars. He's really, you know, uh, kind of been <laughs> more or less the source of what not to aspire to. But I think every good story needs something like that. And and uh, I think he, he delivers in that role really well with the exception of episode nine um <laughs> actually i i don't actually mind that scene in episode nine because it's it's action you're like oh this is cool i guess mm-hmm. you know from a storytelling perspective See, it's kind of but like, here's the thing, uh, like what's happening what what when when i mentioned earlier when palpatine when emperor died in return of the jedi 
Mm-hmm. The way they did it in Rise of Skywalker was much cooler. His, <laughs> so, his face like flying his face off, face melting and, yeah. off, and then <laughs> Ray with the dual sabers just blowing him away. Yeah, so that's the way I wanted the Emperor to go. So kudos, yeah. I'll give them, I'll give them the the uh, check mark on that one. I I still ironically have the poster for Rise of Skywalker up over mm-hmm. here. I use it yep. almost like a blackout curtain for the window. Um, I put it up in 2019. I debated taking it down after I came home after the movie, but it, it still hangs over there. So Palpatine's poster, on it. Though. It's a good poster. Yeah. It's a good. It's a great poster. It's a great poster. Well, um, the man himself, Chief Palpatine, formerly a senator from Naboo, the apprentice of Darth Plagueis, turned Supreme Chancellor of the Republic, turned empire of or turned uh supreme emperor of the galactic empire uh eventually the fallen clone of himself destroyed eventually by ray palpatine his granddaughter that story kind of went downhill towards the end but you get the point he's a character full of uh many facets and many sides and and a character who really makes star wars star wars and uh, having said all that um, he, he's he's one of my favorites personally. I don't know about you, but um, this is this has been kind of our episode sixty six special execute podcast sixty six, as you might say. Um, and and the question that we'll once again pose to all of you that we posed at the beginning of the podcast is: if you had to pick from a favorite Palpatine moment, what is your personal favorite? Palpatine moment. Let us know down in the comments of the YouTube video or on any of the socials or uh, or at email hothangout at gmail.com uh, Once again, that's what is your favorite Palpatine moment? Joey, did you have any... <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Joey, did you have any uh, final thoughts on Palpatine before we sign off for this week? No, I think the the best thing that you said that makes a lot of sense is that he was pure evil. Mm-hmm. And you need that almost that north star you know where you you know where you you lay on the spectrum based off of him you know so mm. where vader was more redeeming obviously you have all the rebels they're much further but that would be a, that would be a cool a cool little spectrum if we would ever be able to come up with uh maybe on a future episode where uh, you know, we just mark on you know where where everyone lies on the spectrum. I think that would be a cool one. But yep, he's pure evil. He really scared me when I was younger, and um, <laughs> I am glad he's gone. <laughs> it'd be you know this entire spectrum. You'd get to the end. It'd be like Palpatine, and then just right of that, Jar Jar. Jar- <laughs> we knew it. The ultimate evil. It's gonna happen someday. It's gonna happen. Um. Well, anyways, thanks again for for joining us for episode 66 of the Hoth Hoth Hangout podcast. Uh, Next week, during episode 67, we will be doing another trivia episode. It's been a while since we've done one of these, and uh, we're looking forward to doing one next week once again. These are some tough questions. Gibbo Gibbo really pulls out the stops when it comes to Mm -hmm. the difficulty level for these questions, so... Uh, tune into next week's episode of the Hoth Hangout podcast when our trivia topic will be the live action Star Wars shows. Uh, Joey and I going head to head in that one. Gibbo uh, supplying the <laughs> incredibly difficult questions that make <laughs> Joey and I look like the most half-hearted Star Wars fans out there. But we're uh, 
we're excited. I do love doing the trivia with you guys. So um, again, look forward to that next week. Once again, if you are not yet subscribed to the Hoth Hangout podcast, you can check us out anywhere you get your pods, including Spotify and Apple. Leave us a five-star review on each of those platforms as it does help the discoverability of the podcast as well. The video version of the podcast is available on YouTube as well as our, our reactions to Star Wars shows as they go live. Additionally, you can contact us at our email, hothhangout at gmail.com. If you'd like to send us a voice memo or any questions, Star Wars related or otherwise, we'd love to showcase them here on the podcast as we did with Rural Farm Boy today. Or, uh, yes, uh, earlier in this episode. I, I feel, I'm like thinking that I got the name wrong there for some reason. <laughs> You're uh, okay, I got the name. RFB, yeah. I just wanted to be doubly sure that I didn't get the name wrong. <laughs> Shout out once again to RFB. Uh, and of course, you can check out the Hot Hangout podcast on, those, on all the socials, including uh, Apple, or excuse me, including Instagram, TikTok, and X. And uh, once again, Joey, any last thoughts on today's episode or anything about next week's episode? I'm I'm throwing the gauntlet yeah. down with you on trivia. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm expecting a clean sweep of Gibbo just sweeping both of us. <laughs> for We're both like over twenty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, uh, we do want to say thank you to Gibbo as well for producing today's show, all the video and assets as well, and for being the emperor of this podcast. Uh, appreciate you, Gibbo. <laughs> and for all the do-its we got during today's episode, too. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, um, shout out to George Lucas. Shout out to Dave Filoni. Shout out to Ian McDermott. And shout out to good old, <laughs> good old Palpy himself, Darth Sidious. Uh, thank you for joining us for podcast episode 66. And we'll catch you next week with episode 67 of the Hoth Hangout podcast with some Star Wars live action shows trivia. And in the coming month when we're going to be discover, uh, discussing all things Bad Batch season three and watching that as it comes out. We look forward very much to all of it. And hopefully you can all be there with us as we go through it. And until the next episode, thanks so much for listening to this one. And until next time, may the force be with you.